Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you'd never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bali is a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race All-Stars 8, the finale. So let's raise a glass. Or the bottle. And start spilling. The GNT Podcast. Playing. Everyone, welcome back to RuPaul's Drag Race live review podcast. <gasps> it's right there in front of us. We do it as we podcast, as we watch. We do. One time through. One time through. Raw. One take. Unfiltered. Unsolicited. Unwanted half the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, don't know how you found us, but hey, we're, we're here. We're here. We're queer. We're not going anywhere. Absolutely. It's one of those like oh, March, March kind of signs. But everyone, thank you. Thank you for following us for all of All Stars 8. Thank you yeah. for following. Um, you already know what we do if you're here. Mm-hmm. It is the final episode of the season. You know what we do. We just, we kill it. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to be humble, but we kill it. You're nothing if not humble. Yeah. In the words of Pearl, we're very excited for the finale. Absolutely. Mm. Um, I do want to throw a quick hello and shout out yeah. to someone who sent us a lovely message. Got a particularly lovely message on Instagram from Rafael in Portugal. Uh, he and his girlfriend are big fans of the show. Just a very nice message. I want to say, hi, hi. Yeah, yeah, and sending us flowers <laughs> in, in, in the form of words. Mm, Chocolate. Yeah. Sometimes in the form of words. Sometimes sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes words can be as good as wine. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, um, Sometimes But really? it was a very sweet and lovely message Just sending lots of love to Raphael And Absolutely. his girlfriend whose name we don't know But she's wonderful Hello Yes, hello Hello <laughs> It's me Okay, so Tom We are on the grand finale of All Stars A. Before we get into the episode I want to just have a walk down memory lane, Tom Oh, a skip immense and down want, memory lane Yeah, I want to ask you some questions Can I, are we gonna, can I ask you a question? Are we going to walk doily down memory lane? Doily. Let's walk doily. Down memory lane. Yes. Okay, so a week on, we had the variety performances last week for the Fame Games. We did. Extravaganza. We did. And I want to ask you, which performances are still in your head? And why is it Monica Beverly Hills? (laughs) Do you know what? I couldn't have anticipated it at the time, but Monica's performance is the one that has the longevity. This girl... When it came to going viral, she killed it. She is just the... Diff- I mean, I remember watching the performance and, you know, how she doesn't... She Like, when you compare it to a performance like Lala Reese, where Lala's yeah, just giving yeah. you, like, so much energy and bam, mm-hmm. she's just, like... It's an effortless, like... You know, sultry kind yeah. of sauntering about kind of and yeah I, I remember thinking at the time you know what if i was that pretty i wouldn't try either uh, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah but i mean and isn't the story of every hot person's life like <laughs> when when have you seen a hot guy or hot girl give more than a hundred they don't need they don't need to they don't it's pretty promise they don't need to go hard and i think monica monica understood that she was like Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, I want to walk forward. Okay, yeah, I'm hot, I'm hot. She had faith in the lyrical material, and everybody out there has been quoting, well, not exactly not a sulking clock, but not a soaking clock. Tom, do you find it strange, or do you, do you find it amazing? Because I did, that you knew what she was saying, because I did it. I remember, 
I, I thought she was saying, let it soak in, Clark. Oh, and I, now, now that, <laughs> Roll the and, tapes. That is exactly what you thought she was saying. <laughs> the, and and look, I was not alone. The whole internet is saying, not a soaking clock. I mean, for, I mean, me and Monica are just on the same wavelength. We've, you know, we're both we're just yeah. both really hot people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're a hot polo, maybe you'll understand, but you're not. So hmm. No, we're just on the same lyrical wavelength. And I was just thinking kind of like, well, I can hear her saying something about clocking. And she's saying, yeah, not a soul can clock. But I mean, you know, because she's got that laconic delivery. You, you know, it's it's okay. You, you mishear it sometimes if you're not on Monica's wavelength. You know. I mean, Monica. Monet Exchange is gagging. Yes. She's like, soak it up. That's mine. What, what are you soaking, No longer girl? the queen of soaking. No, no. no. This this soaking clock yes. has taken over. <laughs> That's the- right. Call, call the police. Call the popo. Okay? <laughs> we can hear them. We can They're hear, on their they're way. Coming. They're coming, Monica. Because... Monet's not happy. No. She is not having it. She's not there for it. The collab we never knew we needed. Monet Let it and Monica. Soak in mm, yeah. Not a soaking clock. I it made sense in my head. Let it soak in clock. Like you know when you like when you put on a face mask and you let it yeah. soak? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what in my mind, that's what I was thinking. Let it I, soak in I clock. I want it, I want them to collab and I want it to be called something like soak up my clock. Ugh. Well, there you go. Monica, if you're listening, which you should be, and I hope you are, <laughs> um, we've just given you some marketing ideas. <laughs> no, she's on you... it. She's on it. She's She's got on it, and she's got the merch out already. She's right. been on into. What I love about Monica is that she's really embraced it, because it would have been quite easy for somebody to feel a bit sensitive about... Well, 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 the, rewind your ass right back. She There was a moment of sensitivity. With Miss Versalicious. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Miss Versalicious brings that out in Okay, people. okay, so don't act like, don't act like it was all, I you think know, that was more That was more Versalicious's energy than Monica's, I think. But I mean, she's, she's on it, she's got the merch out, she's rocking the viral meme. Go, she, Monica. Monica had a right to show her clock. She, she did. had a right to show her soaking <laughs> she had clock. Had a right to show her soaking clock. Also, what stuck in my mind performance is Lala Rees. Yeah, yeah. That was just a fiery, energetic performance. Absolutely. I mean, I want, I want to learn her, and I want to do it with her. She's a natural born performer. Do you want to taste? Ha, ha. Yeah. That, 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 that. I loved it. I also really loved Candy Muse. Candy's great. I want to be your muse. I want to be your... Mm -hmm. I want to be your... You know what I found out? That the person... Those were my two favorite songs. They really stuck with me. Written by the same person. Mm. Yes. I feel so bad that I can't remember the name. I will find it and I will communicate it somehow. Please. But that person is an amazing writer-producer. Because both of those songs really stuck in my head. Yeah, well, they were both fab, and but both they, they matched Lala and Candy's energies really well. Absolutely. Well. Any mm. other performances that are still stuck in your head that you don't have to think about that it just comes to you? No, no, no. You're Jimbo. thinking. No, no. You're thinking. You're thinking. So no. Well, my first thought went to Alexis, but I, like I. I... <laughs> Sims, I mean, you you tell me, wouldn't you, if I talk about Alexis Michelle too much? Who? You tell me, wouldn't you? About who? <laughs> no, Jim Bowes was just another masterclass in performance art, really, and just having fun with drag. Yeah, I I'm thought. with you. I'm with you. Okay, what was your favorite lip sync of the season? The first one that springs to mind actually is from last week. I loved James and Lala. There's just something about that moment when Lala extends her hand and helps James up, and it was just like so joyful and sisterly. That just really stuck with me. 
Okay. Uh, mine was Lala versus Georges. We're seeing a theme here. Um, about, about that time in a minute. Yeah, I'm gonna need a fantastic. sentimental man or woman to pump me up. Yeah. If I see what get him up, Lindsay, I see. <laughs> that was. I mean, she was, and I say this with love. She was giving you wretched fab. <laughs> she was and she was and she mincing around. She was the way she was doing that little that little shimmy little yeah, walk yeah, yeah. on that part on that walking them out Valencia says, but she <laughs> was just fabulous. I remember her having such a great time. The whole performance. That's what I love about Lala. She's so joyful. She yeah. She oh, she she makes you feel a certain way, and that is the sign of a great performer. Yeah, to yeah. get you excited, to get you feeling a certain emotion and feeling it strongly. Lala did that. Also, two other lip syncs that stick in my mind was the very first Aja versus Kahana. That was, I mean, Aja. What like they're both fab performances, but the, uh, the, there's something really magnetic about Aja. I mean, and Kahana. But I just loved seeing. It was a great moment for Aja because I felt like she had such a, a bad run on All Stars 3, undeservedly bad, because she performed very, very well, but she was just, like, massively underappreciated. Well, I don't think that she was supposed to do so well. I agreed, agreed. I think they were hoping that she'd come back with a similar energy to Season 9 and maybe be a bit of an instigator, but she came back far more focused on her craft. Absolutely. Yeah. And she ate that, she ate that lip sync. Mm-hmm. And it was so good because I was thinking... If this is the first Lip Sync Assassin, this is going to be a great season of Lip Sync Assassins. How did that pan out for you? I mean, I'm, this is not to read anyone, <laughs> but we had Nikki Doll on the line. And we- you know what? You know what Nikki can't assassin you with? Her face. Her oh, beauty. That beauty. She can kill you. You know, she's another girl who doesn't need to do much because she's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. she doesn't need to dance and perform because she's uh, hot. I heard a bit of tea confirmed. Um, uh, Priyanka, I think, at Roscoe's mentioned that she was actually called at the last minute to do the lip sync because another girl cancelled. That was actually supposed to be Kylie Sneak Love, but she hurt her ankle, so she couldn't do the jumping, jumping lip sync. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To that song, especially, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. with a bad ankle. Yeah. Hmm, I mean, we know might that not be able to do that. Kylie's a girl who goes flipping and dipping, twirling and swirling. Twirling and swirling. Uh, I need to give a special mention to what could have been an amazing lip sync had it been anyone else but Jimbo, but it was Jimbo versus Jasmine Kennedy. And I just felt <laughs> that was me. How dare me? <laughs> I just felt that was so mean to Jimbo to give her Jasmine Kennedy and then have Nikki Doll down the line. It Come was an on. Act of cruelty it, to Jimbo. It to was, send Jasmine Masters after Jasmine Kennedy after her. It, it was just you know when you send an assassin out to someone who has no defences? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they they she could have protected herself from that. It was Jasmine Kennedy. <sighs> it was it was it an was, assassination. It was to to do a leaper song as well. I mean, I think that's when Jimbo cracked. That is Say when it again, she cra- crack. crack. <laughs> that's when Jimbo cracked. She was like, okay, do you know what? I'm not having fun anymore. I know. No, I, refu- I, I, I don't want to play anymore. Love it. I'm not feeling good about going myself. Home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she, she was going to be there. Bless her. Okay, okay. Ballad. Um, I've got two more questions. I know if, everyone, everyone calm down. We're going to get to the finale. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> we're a little we wanna, retrospective. We want to take you, know. you down memory lane with mm. us, okay? Because this is the final 
All Stars 8. And I want to reminisce as well as look forward to the future of the episode and our new reigning queen. Yeah. Tom, what were your favorite moments of the season? This is easy. Anything involving Alexis Michelle. I knew you were going to say that. Either crying or pulling focus in some fashion. Okay, creating just, a moment. The producer herself. Let's just have an Alexis montage. Let's just have an Alexis appreciation moment. Alexis appreciation. We've got to start off with uh, when Monica was about to cry uh, because she was, <laughs> knew she was going home. And Alexis butted in and, and said... And stole her thunder! <laughs> And stole her thunder. I didn't know how I would be received this evening. No, it was more. Yes, it was. But I hoped it would be well. And then she started the, bawling. The Looking gorgeous in her Jessica Rabbit get up. Absolutely amazing. Do you remember television. Monica's face at that moment? Do you remember? Like, Bitch, Jessica, I'm going to go home. And Jessica's you're face. <laughs> Yo, God, that was something that was constant. That was so good. Jessica's reaction to Alexis the whole season is priceless. Brilliant. Um, what about the whole Heidi was like, Alexis, you were there. Talk. <laughs> and then she goes, oh, yes, you did say that. And then Candy goes, what, did I say that I was in Jimbo home? <laughs> and then she does this whole looks into the sky, squints her eyes. Bless her. And no. No, you didn't. Oh, my God. And then that night on Instagram Live, what does she do? She says, yeah, I do remember. I, I feel for Alexis in that because she did talk about it in Roscoe's or something. And she said, like, it was kind of a bit of a vague conversation that I sort of heard off to the side of the stage. But I wasn't part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt bad for her being dragged into it was, that, to it be was, honest. It was quite unfair of Heidi to have done that. I think it was unfair of anybody to drag alexis into that conversation yeah yeah oh um i gave you a secret note oh my god the secret uh, note. candy oh secret note secret note and you you didn't reply you didn't respond <laughs> i gave you a secret note um uh, any moment where she was being a complete horn dog or when people were talking about her being a horn dog and she was lapping it up yes um, do you remember how she went straight to Candy after Lala went after home. Lala had gone. Lala, the apple of her eye, and suddenly Candy was the peach of her eye, and she was like, "Candy is a beautiful and radiant person." And that's when you know she was just anyone was game. <laughs> she mean. fully admits that she's a sexually liberal woman, and I'm sure she said like she'd have shagged half the cast given half a chance. Oh, what about her? So uh, you said what you said, and you know I know what you said, and I know what you meant, and you know that that's uh, that's that's all I need to hear. Gosh, uh, speaking in riddles, one of my faves as well is, um, and again, this you know for this one, I think she was genuinely like tired and really feeling it. But in the casting for the Crawford musical, when Candy was having none of it, and she burst into tears, <laughs> but I, I just as much loved. Um, Jimbo's reaction because Jimbo was sitting next to her and she put her arm on her. She goes, Oh, Alexis, it's so early. <laughs> it's, it's, come on, Alexis. We just got off the damn bus. We just got Alexis, off the damn bus. just had a coffee and got off the bus. Like, come on, girl. At 7 a.m., girl, come on. Jimbo was really sweet to her. And she was singing some like little song and going, Happy heart, happy heart, or something. <laughs> Uh, oh, it was oh, so cute. Um, Lala, I will never forget. <laughs> she, she never will forget her. Lala, I'll never forget. Oh, 
Lala, Lala. I take full responsibility <laughs> for you going home. Uh, like, who else is there to blame? You pulled her lipstick. I, I just... I mean, I mean... I started off at the beginning of this season adoring Alexis Michelle. My love for her has only grown, yeah? Could, what would this season have been without her? I she mean, is Alexis the producer, Michelle. I told you, when they win an Emmy, which they will, mm. I want her to walk up... If not solo, I wanted to walk up at least 10, 10 paces ahead of everyone. Okay? Yeah. Because she gave them that the, the moments. She did. She, really she gave did. them the moments. Okay, outside of Alexis, my favorite moments will be um, Jessica Wilde. Um, but she loves a Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and, you know, she like a soft shell, <laughs> a camisala, and a guacamole. And a guacamole is expensive. It's expensive. So that's when I knew, yeah. Something was wrong. That was weird yeah, for me. That was weird for me. It was weird for me. And it was a seriousness yeah. of the conviction of it that was just perfect. The delivery was amazing. Perfection. Perfection. And also while we're on Jessica, I mean, her roast, another moment that is one of my favorite moments mm-hmm. is how she used charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent so to, read, to read Carson. Such a good structure. Because behind that face is charisma. <laughs> and he have the uniqueness because no one wants to look like him. <laughs> he have the nerve to go on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and he have the talent to make us believe that he has talent. Barlow is gesticulating wildly here. I am. I I loved that moment. I loved that so moment. So good. So good. Yeah. So okay. Last but not least, Tom, and yeah. this is specifically to you. Oh, for me. Okay. What was the best fashion moment Ooh, of I've, the season? The best I can produce is, is a short list. Okay, but some of my faves, I'll rattle them off quickly. Tom, yeah. Okay. Go. Jimbo's fa- a talent show look that amazingly constructed. Beetlejuice McQueen affair. Mm-hmm. Alexis Michelle's Mystic Pig look was just so fun and referential, but also cool looking. Kahana's famous now look, the Lil Nas X Versace one. Oh yes. Heidi Strawberry pants, so cool, oh, so chic. I loved Very it. Christine yes. Cowan. Um I just loved um Jessica's coconuts look, the Lavaneno look. Yeah, that was gorgeous. That was, that cute. was gorgeous. Alexis's Grace Jones look. The um Isimiyaki. Okay. Look, yeah. Darianne in that gorgeous bodysuit just showing off her curves. Um, Candy's Grace Jones dress, the maternity geometric one. I thought it was really fun and different for Candy and very chic. Yeah. And Kahana's um, sort of ruby rod uh, banana look. Those are some great ones. Off the top of my head. Anything else that you think I've left out? There was that... Lo- I loved the um, Monica Beverly Hills. It was on the Fame game. That green- okay, I didn't count any Fame games one, but go off says. Oh, that green one. The that- very chic. That very very chic. green. Very Gucci. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The um, How would you explain it? It was kind of... Well, it was like a... The see-through dress, she was showing off all that body. Mm. Like, it was sort of looped with, like, a, a loose weave. Um, and she had, like, a boa. Just yeah. gorgeous. And I also want to give a special mention to the um, worldwide web, the worldwide web look for Jimbo. That was I great. thought that was just so futuristic. Mm-hmm. Tom, we talked enough about the season gone. Mm-hmm. Let's look into the season that we have left. 
Cool. The girls are back in the room for the final time. And it's nice because it's all of the queens. Yeah, which I like because I think one thing that this season has done well with the fame games really is sort of pay a bit of respect to the eliminated queens who spent all this money and sacrificed quite a lot to come onto the show. So they've managed to create a circumstance where there's still eliminations and there's still stakes. But we've had a couple, a few episodes with all the queens, which is nice, mm. you know? And we've got to see everything that they brought. Yeah. Which I think is, is great for them and for the designers who put in all that time. Definitely. You have to keep um, thinking about that. So the girls are coming in. Obviously, they're discussing what's happened. Everyone's in good vibes. Mm. I do want to say one of my favorite moments about them coming back in the workroom was Lala Rees. You know how you have someone at like a, a Vogue ball at a runway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're like, I want to walk the runway, the runway. Yeah. I want to walk like, that boom, boom, cat. I don't know what their cat, title cat, is cat. technically, but like the announcer. They're, they're, they're like the, the MC. MC. They're the MC. Mm. They're the MC. Um, and she was doing like a, her own version of a boom, 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 cat, cat. She was just doing it. And I, that was there for me. You know what? Of this, I don't trust anyone who doesn't love La La Ree. And I'm, I'm saying yeah. that right now. I do not trust you if you don't love her. I love everything about her. You know when she's in the room because the confessionals are alive again. You could start using it as some sort of screening question. You know, if you're getting to know somebody, it's like, um, do you like La La Ree? Everyone, everyone here, if you're on speed dating, yes. I want one of your questions to be, <laughs> yeah. what are your thoughts on La La Ree from RuPaul's Drag Race? And if they say who and the date. And, and then it's if over. If they say don't like it and the date. Yep. If they say, uh, and the date. <laughs> if they say love her, the next marry question. me yeah <laughs> the next question yeah. <laughs> now now you can go into the mm. date and actually you know get to know them um but there's the next day that they all they're all in the room together and they're talking you know a lot of this is really good vibes a lot of this episode mm. the girls are coming back in in the workroom it's, it's just good vibes and a lot of reminiscing and it's everything's good energy and then nature this, I mean, sometimes I'm like, why? Girl, the Saint Roscoe's. The Saint Roscoe's. You ain't got a mic. You like, are the only one with a mic. You ain't You ain't the one asking the why, question. Why don't you in a little bit? Yeah, exactly. Love. She's like, so no tea, no shade. But James, your performance was shit. <laughs> your tits are shit. Your dancing was shit. Your verse was shit. You shit. I never said that. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as she said, um, no tea, no shade, I heard Coco Montrees go, all tea, all shade, in <laughs> my said, mind. Why, Kahana, <laughs> please embrace the spirit of your drag yeah. mom and Tell give us some straight. of the quotes, yeah. please. All tea, all shade. And I love the James response. And she's like, you know, that's the beauty of drag, isn't mm-hmm. it? That, you know, I don't like everything, everything that's ever presented to me. I'm not a fan of, but that's the beauty of drag. It's subjective mm-hmm. and you can find things that you like. I thought that was such a good response. And then Nisha had yeah, to. Yeah, it was. Nisha, I don't think Nisha knows this, but she's doubled down. She goes, you're right, because it's not always, it's not, it's not always going to be about comedy, you know. It's, it's, it won't always be about beauty. <laughs> and it won't always be about talent. And um, <laughs> But there is the comedy part. And that's what you, that's the box you took, isn't it? Because you ain't beautiful and you ain't talent. Oh, it's just, just, I you, just. You could consider them the two of the most diametrically opposed queens there, actually, couldn't you? Because James is so flamboyantly comedic and camp. Even though she looks gorgeous, her presentation is always camp, whereas um, Nisha always presents a more conventional, and uh, a very heightened, but a conventional beauty and really doesn't have that much comedic flair. No. You know? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no comedic flair there. There is none. But she is a songstress. Rectangle girls of the world. <laughs> Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Uh, so the next, the final performance, the final thing that our top two queens need to do, Jimbo and Canty Muse, mm. is that they're going to be presenting their solo numbers, their original solo numbers, performing yeah. original solo numbers, written for them by Leland and choreographed by Miguel. Leland. Miguel Zarate. So this is a first for an all-stars, and it feels a bit more like what we have in the finales now. You know, what felt like? you know what it felt like? It felt like RuPaul going, okay, there is no way Jimbo's winning a lip-sync <laughs> battle. So well, what can we do? I, I like it when it's more of a, a number that is in that actually embodies the Queen's drag persona and aesthetic you're right and style but i i need because in my, i have a feeling that the songs were written for them not with yeah. them i don't mm. think that they had a say because i do remember it was it it was for um you know g-o-d-d-e-s-s that bitch that bitch is a goddess. You know, the last season, season 15, yeah. was yeah. Sasha Colby. And then who else was in the top two? We had Lux Mistress Wa, and Lux. Mistress. They, they had no input in the songs. Their songs oh. were written for them. They were given the songs to perform. Oh. Yes, I found that out from a Roscoe's clip. So I, now I have a feeling that the same thing has happened here. I have a feeling that, again, these mm. songs were made for the girls and then they have to perform it. They have no say. So it kind of takes away the creativity of it as well. Yeah. And, I, and I also guess. gives the power back to the producers mm. to make a better song for someone. I mean, G O D D E S, that was that song. Is, I don't know if it was amazing because Sasha was amazing. It was a bit of both. It was the yeah. best song. Although Lux's song was really, really good, I remember as well. Mm. Um, but Sasha was the most charismatic performer of the night. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, bloody hell, Sasha. Mm. She, she. We're seeing her in November. We are. Oh, mm. my gosh, we are. But yeah. Sasha just. Yeah. I mean, it was unfair. It was unfair. I mean, that's when you found out why she wasn't. Like, we yeah. knew. We knew. But to see her in her element, mm-hmm. to see her live doing what she does, it was just unfair to see it. We're going to look at her face and look at her bodice. Um, that bitch, that is, bitch a goddess. is a goddess. Look at her face and look at her bodice. She's a real professional. She ain't no no novice. We're not yeah. something to up to do with it. I promise. Ah, <laughs> that bitch is a diva. She can change her name, but she wants to Tina. Oh. <laughs> uh, we've 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 I'm happy to feel like Nina. I'm maybe done a miss because she looks like Margarita. We need to refocus on yeah, All Stars yeah. 8. Uh, yeah. Sorry, back to All Stars 8 finale. You were hypnotized by the spirit of Sasha Colby I mean, though. Sasha's yeah. one of my favourite drag queens. She's just she amazing. Just, bloody hell, she's yeah. Okay. So um I think some things that we can look at mm. is did you did you get anything from the Tic Tac lunches? And then I start with Jimbo. I got more from Jimbo's than I did from Candy's. I'll say that. I found Jimbo's really interesting because I felt like this was the first genuine peek behind the curtain. The first time that I have learned something about Jimbo. Uh, and it was very poignant. It interested me a lot because she described really difficult circumstances while growing up in the sense that she went through a lot of trauma, particularly related to dad's alcoholism and the violent behavior that occurred from that 
her mum's own problems with alcohol, but thankfully her mum found the strength to kick alcohol and take her children out of that environment. Um, but I, I guess what interested me partly was the way that Jimbo described it in this quite blithe, detached way, um, almost as if it had happened to somebody else, I thought. Um, and that made me wonder kind of like, oh, maybe she's kind of really, really processed this trauma. It doesn't activate that same emotion for, or maybe it still hurts a lot and she needs to keep it at a distance emotionally. I'll never know. I don't know, Jimbo. This is the only snippet that we've had. Will we interview her? I think that's something that you can I'd ask. I'd love to interview Jimbo. Um, but um, what what I loved was how she described how her drag is a real response. So she wishes to spread joy, which is the opposite of what her father was doing. So her your, drag is a response to that trauma. Your your wig looks like barf. Well, that I, that did occur to me as well because the Jimbo that we've seen this season is the most sanitized version of Jimbo we've ever seen. But Jimbo has a spiky side. If it wasn't coming for Rita Bagger, it was coming for Pangina in the finale of UK versus the World. Remember? Oh, yeah. Can I forget? It was iconic. It was fantastic. The way she came for it, like, I was thinking about what I would say to you. I would, should I, well, how should I read her? Should I tell her that, uh, that, that outfit was shit? Like, mm-hmm. she, she, you know, her, she just really read her. But then yeah. she says, but no, I listened to RuPaul and I just left it out to the universe. And I, you know, <laughs> yes. you know, after saying it. So yeah, we're seeing parts of her that are very, like spiky we're, we're all a work in progress and we don't know jimbo as a person and um but i th- I think that was a little glimpse into where that side of her comes from as well so there's something again this is i wish we had this conversation with jimbo but i do remember i think in roscoe's someone talking about jimbo now being sober oh i didn't know that Jimbo is sober. Jimbo sober now, but I think he he was going through the drinking and he used to drink a lot. Mm. And um, but he's sober now. And I think that someone was saying about on All Stars about getting him a drink, and he's like, no, he doesn't drink anymore. Someone called him old, and that was enough. So he <laughs> so so he thought that the, the I mean you know they can mm. just be an excuse. There is so much to unravel well, here well, with regards have to a, the, a significant history of addiction in the family. They will often distance themselves from substances of abuse in order to because they've seen the destruction it causes and but I don't because there's a lot of genetic loading as well with with um addiction problems so uh, plus that you know the environmental aspects of being exposed to that at a young age it could render people more vulnerable to addiction mm. well um, i'm glad that um he's he stopped it yeah Jimbo, Jim, I've never seen you. Jimbo so focused as, as she has been this season. Absolutely. Um, you were watching clips of her in UK versus the world and you you kind of saw a different Jimbo definitely. in that season compared to the Jimbo we're getting she here. She really pushed now, the envelope. Is the difference $200,000 and not a verse with Rue that no <laughs> one's really listened to? Come on, tell me, comment if you know the song that Blue Hydrangea is on with RuPaul. Come on, let me know. Absolutely I don't. Not. And we have, I have a podcast, RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> you would think I would know, but I do not. I think the UK versus the world version of Jimbo was probably a little bit of a heightened version of her persona, but she really made her mark and earned a lot of fans. So it's a smart move. And when it comes to actually keeping her eyes on the prize and not being any sort of divisive character, that's what she's achieved this time. She's incredibly smart. Absolutely. She really is. Yep. 
Now, what did you get from Candy's? I wanted more from Candy's interview because well, she's done a TikTok lunch before, mm-hmm. but um, we know that I do recall. Obviously, she's um, her mum has had difficulties, hasn't she? Mm-hmm. And Candy went through trauma growing up, uh, associated, and they're very close now. I kind of wanted to hear a bit more about that journey and how that shaped her as a person. Um, what I heard here really was that she's determined and she feels like this is her time. And I heard Rue call her, Rue say that she was her biggest fan. No, I'm your biggest I'm fan. I'm your biggest fan. Paul. Paul. <laughs> I'm your biggest People don't talk fan. enough about Bagger's um, misery. Snatch game. Snatch game. It was, it was absolute masterclass. Absolutely. Kathy, Kathy, Be- Kathy Bates. Bates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, she talked a lot about it. Made, I did think a little bit about kind of validation as a theme for Candy and how hard she has fought for this particular validation from RuPaul. She was kind of granted. So I, I kind of, you can phrase, you can frame it in two ways. Ru may have been anointing her with like, I'm your biggest fan as a kind of like, it's in the bag, baby. Or it might have been kind of like, I'm your biggest fan. Don't worry if you win or lose this. You're two ways of looking at that, I think. Yeah. I heard I'm your biggest fan, so you don't need the 200K, right? <laughs> that this win, doesn't def- this win or lose doesn't define you, okay? Because I am your biggest fan. And you know what? These words... They're worth more than 200k, Miss Candy. Okay, I've given you... Take a TikTok. (laughs) Take all those TikToks. Take take all of them (laughs) TikToks. Take Michelle's Um, You You're right. I just... I heard things about Candy that I feel like I already knew. Yeah, we didn't learn anything new about Candy. I didn't learn anything new. But I do want to say that I have so much love for Candy. She has gotten so much hate online. And love, but I think she's gotten so much hate online from trolls. Yeah. For several reasons, you know. I mean, she was a polarizing drag queen on her yeah. season. She came for a cancer survivor. Uh, Who? Tamisha Aman. Oh, yes. Cancer survivor Tamisha Aman. She yes. threatened to Elder Stateswoman. She threatened to Threatened to punch her. an elderly cancer survivor. She an really elderly, did do that. An elderly as well. Not elderly, actually. She's only 50. She's not exactly elderly, but an, an older lady. You know? An older lady. Uh, the head of the Aman dynasty. Yes. Who deserves respect. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Um, there, there's so much that she had been through. I mean, and she still comes out. She's a fighter. There's something about her being a fighter that I just love. Yeah. I I do. I adore Candy Muse. I I, love her tenacity. Uh, Can I just say one thing? Sorry. I did get that she, she did allude to kind of reflecting on the way that she manages situations, which I do love. That shows personal growth. Girl. She said something like, these hoes been coming for me, but I try. Girl. And I love that. Girl. You know, when we saw her have a conversation with Alexis, she walked away rather than escalate. And I do think I have seen personal growth in Candy. And there's a lot to love about her. I mean... She's a, she's a survivor. She's a fighter. A fighter in a good way nowadays, I think. <laughs> she's, a, she's a fighter, but not, not in the physical way that we saw in the last season. She's a fighter in somebody terms who of... threatens to yeah. punch older women. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't a survivor. Yeah. Um... 
Okay, so the other queens, all the Queens of Fame games, had a box with questions, and I thought it would be cute if I ask ourselves these questions <laughs> and see Go how on. this goes. Uh-huh. So the first question was, where will the person on your left be in five years' time? The person on my left is Ravinda, the yes, cat. it is the cat. The cat's sitting right next to Tom. He, he will if be. Everyone, if everyone is Pokemon and then know Giovanni, <laughs> the, the leader of Team Rocket, and Giovanni's got that Persian. I shit you not, this cat, this Ravinda cat is the Persian to Tom. This is Tom's shadow. It hates me. It he loves doesn't him. Hate the you. only time that this cat acknowledges I exist is when it's dreamy time. And if you're a cat owner, you know exactly what I mean. But the thing I is, I need not say anymore. This is the only time I get love from him. I might be attention. Lavender's favorite, but you're Lily's favorite. Anyway, Lily's an independent girl. Tom, She's got a job. She's out and about. But you're her favorite. Now, where will the person that. on your left be in five years? Lavender will be about three kilos heavier <laughs> no um paolo will paolo be in three or five years five years i see you being uh really successful in the fitness industry in five years time oh mm. um i feel like that's a threat <laughs> so you better you better paolo i want to see you up there and i see you relocated to manchester or london Time scales, dear. Time London. Scales. Five years. Tom, Tom, I'm giving you five years. I want London. <laughs> it's not if, just down to me. It's either London or Australia. And I know that you want London more than Australia. So, London. Um, and oh, also, I see Spill in the GNC podcast still going. You reckon? But you, you, you might have got another host by then. Do you reckon we're going to be on in five years? I think so. But you'll have got another co-host. You'll have kicked me off. I don't think it would work without you. Oh, that's I don't like think the sweetest it, unfortunately. Un- un- sorry, I wasn't finished. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay, now you can comment. What What do you think about the person to your left in five years? I think in five years' time, you will be the, the head of some psychiatric something, psychiatry. You'd be, you'd be leading something. You'd be one of the top dogs. <laughs> I really do feel that you will be... It's very sweet and kind of I you think to that say. you and I'm saying you better be because there's <laughs> better money in there and I feel like there will be in London. <laughs> yeah. So if you want my London dream to come true, you have to do that. <laughs> Next one is one K to create the perfect drag queen, you need a com- you need to have one queen's face and one queen's body. Oh. I want you only from the All Stars cast. From All Stars Eight. No, from all of All Stars. Oh, blimey heck. No, no, let's just do All Stars Eight. Yeah, make it easier. Yeah, it's too hard. From all from All Stars Eight, whose face and whose body will make the perfect drag queen? When I say body, I'm going to include a padded body. Okay, what a, a body well, a queen wears drag. on the stage. It's in drag. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's ba- I'm going to say um, gorgeous as Monica is. My favorite mug. On the runway is Alexis. Okay, so Alexis's face. And um, body wise, I'm going to give it to Jimbo. <laughs> Just Jimbo. The, the pneumatic Jimbo. Alexis's face with Jimbo's body. Mm. Hmm. Okay. For me, the <laughs> perfect drag queen is Lala Ree's face. 
Because hopefully it comes with her mind, which also comes with her sass and her power. It's positivity just shines exactly. out Exactly. So I want her face on... Bum, 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 bum. Um... Kahana's body. Okay, cool. Kahana's body. Lala, can you imagine Kahana's face and sorry, Lala, and picturing face it, it's and wonderful. Kahana's body. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's most likely to steal your man from Drag Race? I mean, I'd say you. I, from the cast, <laughs> Tom. I I actually think Monica Beverly Hills. Yeah. I think she's quite a sexy lady. I I might have this. Mine's a toss between Monica mm-hmm. and um, Candy because like Candy will beat you up. Candy <laughs> <laughs> be like, I'm taking him. Yeah, she won't give you the option. What? What are you yeah. gonna do about it? I'm from New York, bitch. Mm. I'm from New York, and I'm like, I will beat you up. Go. Oh God, you yeah. really went off piece there. No, that was her telling <laughs> you she was gonna come for you. Okay, now the last one is two truths and one lie. Oh, oh my God, I'm not very good at this. Takes so much. Yeah, so, so, so why? I don't, I don't want to do that one. Do you want okay. to do it? Um, just just make it simple. Here, I like olives. I like carrots. I <laughs> like um, beetroot. Is it two truths and one lie? I start again. Yeah, I like <laughs> olives. Yeah. I like carrots. I like pickles. Okay, well, I know which one of those you do not like. Which because is you've been branching out lately and you like olives now. I do. And you love a pickle, but I you love do pickles. not like a carrot. I do not like... I will eat them, but I do. I really don't like them. So at our next meet and greet, everyone, um, <laughs> please do not give me carrots. No carrots. No more carrots, yeah, guys. No more carrots, He's had I'm- enough carrots. <laughs> too many carrots. <laughs> Uh, okay mine is okay so when i was growing up i had a pet dog i had a pet pardon yeah i had a pet ferret i had a pet pig okay i know you had a pet dog you you had a pet ferret you did not have a pig i didn't have a pig we nearly got a pig but we never got a pig no my ferret was called frida and I used to take her for a walk on a lead. I remember and this. And people used to refer to me as Tom the Ferret Boy. Oh. <laughs> Haven't we? My, how far we've come. My, oh my, how far we've come. She's a wonderful pet. She's really smart. Yeah. So the Maxi Challenge, let's go back to that. The dog was wonderful as the well. The Maxi Challenge, they get their own songs. And we've only seen the choreography part of it, which is with Miguel Zarate. From what I've gotten from the choreography part... Candy, I think Candy has really improved in terms mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. learning choreography. Maybe it's like the years after doing a lot of shows. Yeah. But I don't remember her picking up Cory this well in her season. I remember her struggling. Remember the disco challenge? She was in the bottom two. She was in the bottom two for the disco That's challenge. That's when she nearly went home, wasn't it? Her and Simone. Yes. That was, uh, no, sorry. No, that was the no, musical. No, no. Yeah. She was, she was in the bottom with Tamisha. Iman is coming for she's you. At, yeah. She did, and did, I, don't know, I don't know why... Tamisha was at the bottom. She shouldn't have been there. They no, were mean to Tamisha. Absolutely. But it's because of storyline and stakes. Absolutely there. But I remember her not being so good choreography, but she's definitely improved a lot this time. 
Now, Jimbo is, you know, we, we've seen it this season. She's not a dancer. And the funniest thing to me about the whole rehearsals with the dancing is that during Jimbo's practice run, mm. everyone kept saying, oh, my God, Jimbo's a dancer now. It was very on the nose, and wasn't I was it? Like, yeah. I was like, I'm not seeing it. I'm not, I'm, and this is me, you know, I'm full of love. But when it comes to choreography, I know what I'm seeing. And I yeah. was not seeing her being a dancer or getting most of the steps. I was like really confused. You know what? Maybe we'll see it in the final edit. But in the rehearsals, I, I saw a lot of her still trying to pick up the pieces of learning. And adding as her opposed- own flair. Yes. Should we call it flair? Yeah. Yeah. Adding her own thing. She's wearing flares. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, as a sender flare because she needs help. She is lost and she is lost in an island and she is sending flares. She is flaring. Okay, she, she needs help. Flare on. No, but that was it. Um, so I was nearly as tacked on as the Sunday Riley promotion. You see Jimbo go over to the Sunday Riley wall and like, oh, it's time for me to try some Sunday Riley. Oh, I think I'll do this weekend glow. <laughs> Dabbed it on her little cheeks. Oh gosh, how choreographed! Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Well, she, she got that dance right, didn't she? She was in it in on the joke. It was, it was her being funny. I okay. think. I think we can uh, watch a bit more and see if it just leads to the final performances. We're going to get straight into the final performances. Yes, of our top Queen two. Mama. Yes, and we're going to start Hunty. with Jimbo. Now, Jimbo's song. I remember being Being born. Born. What did you think? Um, I think I've seen Jimbo come a long way as a performer. That was my main thought. Just we mentioned it the other week. Remember, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) She was barely lifting up her arms and moving. This is just such a long way. You can tell that um, she's serious about her craft and being a performer, being a consummate performer. She's come an awfully long way. Um, obviously, the costume is a reference to her entrance look in Canada season one. So it's mm. a full circle. I bet she's glad now this wasn't used for the makeover. I think she had a lot of options with clothing. Oh, this probably. Season. I don't think that there this, was. I'm pretty sure this is uh, made by Abraham D. Levy, who makes a lot of the really nice corsets that the girls wear. Um, and I like the addition of the kind of Mackie wings at the yeah. end as well. Uh, what did you think of Jimbo's performance? You're right. She has come a long way. I want to give credit to Miguel Zarate, the choreographer, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who met and understood the level of dance she was at. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't see many stuff ups, and I think it's testament to Miguel making a lot of adaptations, making yeah. a lot of regressions, maybe, uh, making sure that the co- the choreography was doable. Yes. Um, not just so that she could learn it, but so that she could actually perform it. So I think that. Uh, Miguel, I mean, I've always seen Miguel is an amazing choreographer. Yeah, you know, yeah. every dancer knows. Every dancer knows Miguel Zarate. He's amazing. I, I agree that he seemed to really want to bring the best out of her. You know, I, I, I mean, he was throwing shade a bit, wasn't he, in the <laughs> in the rehearsals? But you know, he is who he is, and we love it. Yeah, but ultimately, the the product is there. The the style of the song to me was quite like. 70s glam rock like had a bit of a roxy music flair to it or something you know wasn't it a million miles away from that lady camden song the one that was very queen referencing but also um uh, yes i um i don't i don't see how 
I mean, I'm trying to get the song with Jimbo. I remember being born. Is there something that I've missed? It was about um, being born through drag, discovering himself or herself through drag. Was it? Yeah. I That's what so the thing dumb. about putting makeup. No, she. It, it, it's okay. <laughs> I don't think it's that obvious, but she made reference to it in the workroom. I think you just missed that bit. Oh. Yeah. So it's about um, discovering herself through drag. But I guess like it's Jimbo. Jimbo loves playing with weird concepts and um yeah it's about discovering yourself through drag and being reborn essentially yeah okay uh, yeah um, yeah mm, the song was you know it's not your cup of tea that kind of song it was it wasn't just like something that was easily memorable straight away but i think she didn't come up with a song was given to her and what she's done with it i think that she did a good job yeah i think so too absolutely great job jimbo now, Candy Muse, Pay Me Your Money. Now, yes. this is a song I like. It was very... Do you know what it was? It was very um, Lady Gaga, Born This Way era. It was basically a B-side from that era. Um, yeah. You could hear it in, like, the synth organs. And, uh, yeah, Balor's doing the Nina Benina Brown point. So mm. that means he agrees. <laughs> um, I like the song. It was very catchy. Candy was given the catchier song here, but it suits her persona as well. Candy was given the better song. I'm sorry. Candy was given the better song. This song woke me up. The song gave me life. I want to see the song performed. And you know that a song's good when it's catchy. And the reason mm. I was catchy because I was already singing uh, on, the, on the second yeah. verse. I was already starting to sing it like pay me in money. It's in my head now. Uh, pay me in yeah, I think it was good. I think that Candy was amazing in terms yes. of dancing and the choreography. Yes. I think she owned the dances. She was mm-hmm. just fabulous. She looked good. And she looked really good. I love this big black curly hair on her. It's really, really sweet. It like brings out her like Latina beauty. Yes. Oh, mm. I love that. And I want to give two props. My first prop I want to give to the dancers for lifting her up. And that final pose. But I also want to give props to Candy because that would be scary. Yeah, as a, got control. As a, as a, I mean, for me, as a bigger person, I remember when I had to lift a lot of um, a lot of people who were bigger, mm. they were too scared to be lifted. And I'm like, girl, I am strong. <laughs> You're I strong. I was like, I am strong. I had to You're lift strong. guys. I had to lift guys too. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm strong. I, I'm not scared to lift you. And they're like, no, 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 they're scared. They're, mm. they're, 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 they're uncomfortable. So this would have been half for Candy, but I think Candy is just, she just wants it so mm. bloody bad that she would do anything. So probably, so her for doing this i think if it came if if we were to base it solely on the final two solo performances it's for me a hundred percent candy for the win i have to agree with you yeah um because so we'll I, she was given the better song let's be honest let's be honest the song was better they could have given her a song that was they could have given jimbo a song that was uniquely jimbo and like more catchier and like zesty um, but yeah. they definitely just something else I observe as well. Um, Jimbo pads so heavily and uses breastplates and things to the point where I think it actually restricts her movement. Candy, I think, is a more charismatic stage performer and lip sync performer anyway, but um, she has more freedom in her movement because she doesn't wear big, heavy breastplates, she sort of cinches her gorgeous, voluptuous body, and I don't think she pads very heavily. That's just like a lot of it's her. I think she does pad, but mm. she doesn't wear big breastplates and stuff. You get what I mean? She cinches a bit, throws on a couple of pads, and she's she's got loads of freedom and movement, hasn't she? Yeah. Candy was amazing. 
Kenny was amazing. I loved this. Oh, the beauty of having all the girls back is that we get to see them in their final eleganza runway indeed. outfits. And we're starting... Okay, Raphael, get ready because you're going to hear a lot of Mugler <laughs> coming from the Tom here. We'll see. We'll see if yeah, You want some more fashion references here? Uh, to quote, here we go. We're starting <laughs> off with Monica Beverly Hills. What do you reckon? Monica looks lovely. She's walking out in this regal... Uh, violet color so she's got this this glitter dress um with the feather trim uh and this gigantic um sort of tool boa uh, this big cloud of tool that she's carrying with her i think she looks really lovely i love how she's coordinated her hair to the outfit this is like pageantry it's glamour it's not actually what i'm used to seeing with with monica i'm used to seeing kind of like more of a sexy like uh, urban glamour from her, but this is this is like pageantry and opulence, and she looks really, really gorgeous. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree, Tom. And Mugler, uh, not yeah, so much. Yeah, yes, I, I knew you'd say that. Yeah, Mugler, one mind we are. First of all, I want to excuse the beauty because Naisha Lopez in this asymmetric shoulder oh, gown, opulence, opulence. This is probably the best I've ever seen nature i agree i agree this looks really it's very expensive um i love this blushy pink color in this glittery dress that she's wearing and how that coordinates with the lovely sort of strawberry ice cream hair and how it's complemented by this sort of periwinkly coat with the this really kind of like baroque sort of print on it and this asymmetric uh what do you call it kind of neckline shoulder piece um she looks really really expensive and really really beautiful i mean the mug is always on point this is a mother uh, this is a motherfucking shoot did did you have to swear then i, I what well, you know what did you hear me i was gonna say mother tucking but you know I, i've had that so cringe <laughs> when people say mother tucking because it's just like so like ugh. so i thought you know what i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna be vulgar she looks expensive i don't even have a point of reference but she looks like the winner of every like the she should win all the miss continentals in this this is yeah amazing okay next up we got mrs kasha davis i love this this is great she's giving us this kind of old school hollywood she references ann miller the dancer um i what i really like here is the kind of like simplicity of the column dress contrasted with the a nice i mean trend alert by the way coats you know um, but the complexity of, again, a very kind of like Rococo Baroque pattern um, in the coat. I love monochrome. I love the contrast between black and white. Um, I think she looks great. She's like serving kind of old school drag to me. Uh, yes. she's, she's, you know, she's schooling the children. I don't see the Rococo. Um, in, in the pattern on the um, no, coat. No, I, I don't see any Pokemon on there, Tom. I don't see that. Rococo. That's why I named my um <laughs> my, my style. Yeah, Fuecoco. <laughs> I called him Rococo. I called mine Glen Coco. Glen Coco. You go Glen Coco. You go Glen Coco. You go Glen Coco. I absolutely agree with everything you said. Next mm. up we got Darian Lick. So first up, I mean she's going for something quite out there actually, because this this green is quite neon. She describes it as a chartreuse, and I mean the lights, you know, it's always hard to tell, but I'd say it's more of a neon like nineties green. There's like something of the nineties raver about her, but like mixed with some pageantry. And it's it's a striptease, you know. It, she she takes off the jacket, she takes off the overskirt. 
And she's, I love how she's celebrating her body at the end of it. And this has been a big part of Darien's message this season, kind of like, love the skin you're in, love the body that you're in, just celebrate who you are. I always love red hair with green as well. I love the outfit with everything on from the beginning. Looks like more of a winner's outfit, but I think she's making a, you know, with everything on. Yeah, but, I think, I know, think the was, whole outfit from the beginning before the reveal, I think that was, that looked way more elevated. C- certainly. Um, this but, are, and then she kind of, um, if, she, if she was going to lip sync, then yeah, this is the outfit you wear because that final one is the lip sync outfit. But I, my eyes, Tom, my eyes liked the the start of the outfit. I do get where you're coming from. That was more elevated, but this is a statement. Okay, I didn't hear her say it. <laughs> fine. Well, I, I was, that's my interpretation of her art. Next up, we have Kahana Munch. Oh, no, it's James <laughs> Mansfield. No. Kahana doesn't own Las Vegas. James is giving far oh, more okay, of a... Okay, okay. The same way that uh, Tina Bruno doesn't own flames. Yes, exactly. Okay, my bad. Um, so um, this is beautiful. I think this is the most elevated I think I've ever seen James, which feels so fitting. So... I know you're you're talking about Las Vegas, but this is a very old school Hollywood Vegas show girl, Siegfeld Follies kind of look to me. It's very much in keeping with James's persona as a as an old school Hollywood referencing queen. This hot orange is gorgeous. Everything looks very expensive. Absolutely. From the glitter on the gown to the little foxtails or ostrich feathers, whatever they are hanging down, to that giant headpiece. She looks stunning. It is quite Quality. It is perfection. So now we have the actual Kahana <laughs> walking down. Now I am aware actually that Kahana, um, like Azure actually, um, worships the goddess Ocean of the Yoruba culture. Um, uh, said to have been referenced by Beyonce several times as well in some of her outfits. Yeah, the, the color yellow. I, I'm no expert, but I believe the color yellow is vibrant. Yellow is very much synonymous with ocean. You have to think about her um, pregnancy with the twins outfit. Yeah, you have to think about lemonade. her lemonade outfit. Yeah. Mm, that's what I thought of when I saw this. Now, yeah, she walks. She walks down looking regal, and then she does a reveal, mm. and it is a it is a Disco fever. She's paying tribute to her deity, but looking very beautiful um, doing it. Um, if we, it the, the, the coat itself reveals all those shards, those mirrored shards, which are really, really beautiful and play under the light. And the dress itself is, is kind of like there's this nude underlay with the beautiful... Uh, sunflowers and the heart motif and the bones and she's really telling a story I think this is really really beautiful and elevated it's what we expect from Kahana isn't it at this point yeah now La La Ree looking gorgeous and red so she's going for a lovely finger wave um, scarlet throughout um, this is really really beautiful Lala brought some really nice pieces this season and this may be my favourite that she brought I'm loving this big, voluminous, ruffled um, skirt mm. with a really, really heavily embellished uh, bodice. It's just really, really beautiful. The, ru- the ruffle is a tribute to uh, Sasha Velour. 
<laughs> um, I'm guessing. Well, I was th- I was feeling kind of like a poppies more than a roses kind of motif, but there's like a kind of a bit of a, Z- a Zahemarad kind of feel to what she's giving. Mm. Now we have another. I, I mean, she looks beautiful. Love love what Lala said, but we have another lady in red standing out, and I've got to say this might be my favorite so far. So Alexis Michelle. This girl has taste. I know I'm a stan. I know I'm a stan. But Alexis has such good taste. Alexis knows what looks beautiful and chic and opulent. And this is beautiful. Just the way that there's this gorgeous, like, silk-structured bodice with this lovely kind of boat neck element. And then this 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 tool spilling out the bottom into this mermaid silhouette. The asymmetry of it and the way she, she looks like a beautiful, delicious cone wrapped up she's just amazing this is just so good this is so clean oh the taste the taste is heightened this is just yeah it's very clean it's very red it's very fashion and my eyes are liking it tom yeah yeah so they should if, if your eyes aren't liking it, you don't deserve to have eyes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Calm your ass right. Calm it right down, Tom. Now, you're, I'm you're on my yours. second glass of wine. I'm Se- on my second glass of wine. Second. Okay. Second, <laughs> second says she. Um, and out comes Jessica Wilde in this lovely shocking pink number. Um, I love all the silks. I love the layers in the skirt, producing all this movement. This skirt, this... Um, uh, colors beautiful against her skin tone. Uh, little nod, like it's not, it's not really an homage, but a tiny little nod to Marilyn Monroe in Jam. Um, I prefer blondes, maybe, um, but really, really beautiful. She looks stunning. Now let's get into the top two. We've got Jimbo walking down with some horns and some. What, what do you call that? I want to say pop art, but it's not. I th- it's a really, really interesting print, isn't it? And I'm just like, I'm really like trying to absorb it and digest it. Um, she describes herself as going for something of a demonic theme. And I can certainly see that in the horns and the white out contact lenses. The The print itself is giving me, it actually feels like a little nod to her fruity runway with the, and it reminds me of that um, early 90s Versace's pop art print. Um, and the silhouette feels very Versace as well. But um, she the, the the way that her silhouette is highlighted and the dance of the, the fabrics, um, the little slit, the gentle f- flare at the bottom, the bodice and the structure there. It's just really, really cool. I think she looks really, really great. It's very punk rocky, uh, Jimbo. It is, there is something going on here, isn't it? It could almost be a bit of Vivian Westwood, perhaps. Mm-hmm. There's this like blend of like a slightly... The print feels like rebellious and punky, but also a bit pop arty, but just wrapped into this gorgeous silhouette. It's nice. It's nice. Now we've got mm. Candy Muse. So Candy, uh, I mean, the main thing that my, I, I mean, I love this color and it looks gorgeous on Candy. This canary yellow gives me like a sense of joy. It's really, really beautiful. Um, we're seeing a, a bodice with like a really heavy uh, ostrich plume skirt with a very high slit. Um, so I, I think the main thing I'm enjoying really is the color um it, it just really makes my heart sing uh, this um this beautiful canary sunshine yellow what do you think i think it's nice i think it's a it's a cute dress it's i, I mean i think outside the runway we can see it in person it will be much more 
glamorous, but I think a lot of the um for me a lot of it's hidden by the lighting. But I think there are some moments when she's standing there, I can see that it's a gorgeous outfit. Mm. Yeah. What, what I'm thinking is that obviously Jimbo and Candy are probably going to do some sort of top two lip sync now. I think, and it, the the skirt looks like a reveal. Okay, it looks like a bodysuit reveal, um, which I, I wish I wish I didn't see that. And I do think the skirt, though the color is beautiful, feels a little bulky and restraining or something. Who's um, the win- Who's the winner of the Fame Games and who's the winner of the season? So, obviously, a few factors to take into consideration with Fame Games. The main factor is it's a popularity contest. So yes. whoever we've seen get the most love online is probably going to win it. Uh, second thing is there's two girls with multipliers, and that's James and Lala. And I do think it's worth taking into account some girls have worked harder than others at the Fame game as well. The main ones that spring to mind are actually Darianne and James. In terms of popularity, who do you feel has the most love online? Jessica Wilde. Yeah, yeah. Do you think... So Lala has a lot of love as well, and, and James Lala. has a lot of love. They've got times two and times three multipliers. Do you think that's enough to get them to trump Jessica's popularity, basically? I think Lala does. I think Lala I think does. Lala does Especially well. given her performance. Yeah. Where they kind of made it more about that performance than about the whole runways. I'm I'm gonna say it's Lala's. I'm the times three multiplier Lala's. is a lot. Yeah. And I think if if you didn't have the multipliers, I think it would probably be Jessica followed very closely by Lala. Okay. And the one of the season, the one of this episode was Candy Muse. But so if I've, we're going to be looking throughout the whole season, it has to go to Jimbo. Are we going to have another of those hastily dubbed RuPaul saying kind of, um, uh, based on this episode's performance, plus your performance throughout the season? Yeah, it will be that. It's if, if it's going to Jimbo, that. if it's going to Jimbo, that's what they have to say. I do agree with you that Candy won this episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was, it was although I do prefer easy. Jimbo's runway to Candy's. Yeah, and that too. I prefer Jimbo's runway. Also, I want to say that Kahana's outfit for me is just wow. There's a lot of beauty here. I mean, Naisha deserves props for what she's served. Lala, yes, Monica. Yes, Naisha, Lala. For me, Naisha oh, and Lala I mean, have my faves. I, I'm going to say Alexis. I, I know I'm a stan, but Alexis is, is my literal fave. Anybody could be wearing that dress and I would find it the most beautiful. All right. Are we ready to be... Are we ready to... Are we, are we ready for the big... Reveal. <laughs> and you never see it coming, baby. baby. And you, you didn't see it coming. Didn't and you didn't see it coming. She didn't. Don't, what, don't add. Don't don't bend the notes. <laughs> She's bending the notes, bending girl. She's notes, girl. She did She's not do that. Them notes. I did not hear Eve do that, so thank you. <laughs> All right, let's see the winners are. Congratulations, Miss Lala Reed, Yay, Queen, Queen of, of the, the Fame, fame games. games. They must have had to record nine different uh, shots of the Queen's they winning. Must they really must have. Because that was a day for the girls, wasn't it? Hey. Oh, well, you know what? At least they all got to experience what it's like to be a winner. Oh, if only because, I could experience what because it's none like of them were. No. Yeah, we will. We will. We are. Is that we are like, winners. Is that a proper crown, or is it a bit like Raja being it's queen, a title. queen of? Uh, she already done had hers. As. It's sixty grand. Without anything she hears about with no, but like, could not? she be in an all winner season? I don't know. No, she won't be because it's not a winner. It's a fame game. Okay, anyway, let's go back. 
Now we're going to be watching the final lip sync between Candy and Jimbo, and um, <laughs> then looks. we're going to hear the announcement. <laughs> These looks are amazing. I mean, Candy's shoulders give me all the life that I need. There's a way that she's like, we've got a freeze frame at the moment with Candy with these giant shoulders and this fringe, and she just looks so intense. Tom, you are drunk. No, I'm just loving you, this look. You are drunk. I'm drunk are, off this look. Are, I'm giddy. Uh, you I'm are giddy. just. Okay, let's have a look. Look at her little face. And Jimbo. Jimbo. Jimbo's giving me Diana Ross. Jimbo's the, giving the me Asia, Asia O'Hara, possibly butterflies in the boobies. <laughs> I hope not. Knowing Jimbo, they'll be like, I don't oh, know, tatsy flies this or something. Our final performance, it all comes down to this. This is my time, this is my crown, and Katie News, I'm going to funk you up. <laughs> what will the song be? Will it be something that Jimbo can even do? It's going to be a camp song. Money on it being a camp song. Um, I, I don't know. A, a, maybe it'll be like a RuPaul song. Yeah, let's see. Do you want a funk by Sylvester and Patrick? Sylvester. Oh, Jimbo's got a phone up her sleeve. Oh, it's literally up her sleeve. Yeah. I'm loving what Candy's doing, though, this intensity. Do you know the song? No. Vaguely. I mean, I know a bit oh, of Sylvester. We've got a reveal. The boobies are out. I'm actually loving what Candy's doing. Oh, oh, oh. No, Candy's keep... revealing. Oh. Candy's revealing. She's still got shoulders. She's still got shoulders. Oh, we've got a reveal of an ass, too, <laughs> by Miss Jimbo. <laughs> Candy's actually giving it some disco moves because it's a very disco song. Yeah. Oh, so is Jimbo, though. She's giving it her all. Who do you think's winning? I think Candy's been a more of a performer, uh, and I think that Jimbo is what we expect to be more of a clown. Yes, I agree with yeah. you. I fully agree. I'm actually enjoying Candy's performance more. Oh, oh she's running. Oh. Oh, oh, she fell over, but she still slid on her knees. Those knees are going to be sore. <laughs> Jimbo got morning. a microphone. <laughs> Jimbo's like Jimbo's an ac- action figure with like all the accessories. <laughs> yeah, you know how like when you buy like a Barbie and it comes with yeah. a heel and she's got a, a phone, she's got a microphone, a glitter cannon, oh, a confetti cannon. The microphone became a cannon of confetti. I think that was a really fun lip sync. Do you know what I think about this performance song? Let's yeah, just give this a bit of a t- tiny pause. Oh, we're gonna hear it. Oh. We're going to find out. Place your bets. It's going to be Jimbo. It's going to be Jimbo. Even though I loved Candy's performance there. I don't even think that this final performance matters. I think no. it was just like a send-off. Do you know what I mean? I think that this final per- performance was just them doing a little fun little send-off before she makes her announcement. I don't think mean. it has any waiting. You seen Jimbo? Yeah, Jimbo's one. 
Oh, there it is. All season hit. long. Did you hear Not that, everyone? Not dubbed this time. I made my decision. The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 8. The queen about to be inducted into the Drag Race Hall of Fame mm, is... Oh. Who's going to be... Oh. Congratulations. <laughs> this has been quite a journey for Jimbo. Jim, both of them worked so hard. <laughs> there she is. The latest inductee into the Hall of Fame. Okay, I mean, we all saw this coming, but Candy Muse did a great and amazing job all season long. But this was rightfully Jimbo's. Yeah? It was her season in terms of performance. It was her season. You she really can't knock Candy for being she really came for it. a she fierce really performer and a source of entertainment. Oh, so congratulations to Lala Ree for the Fame Games win, and also congratulations to Jumbo for winning. Our first intent. Finally, they did her right. They did no her way. dirty on Canada. They did her dirty on the UK, and it took the Americans to finally embrace her and so, and, and <laughs> give her give her her props. Yes, take that, Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. <laughs> Um, but she is the first international winner of a conventional All Stars, not including a versus the world, isn't she? And the latest inductee into the mm. Hall of Fame. So fan- fantastic job, Jimbo! It's such a deserving winner. Absolutely you dominated the season. Amazing drag queen. Love what you do. Would love to see you live someday. But also, Candy, like girl, you're amazing. Uh, fierce, tenacious, sometimes pugnacious. Uh, but an amazing drag queen. Absolutely. Everyone, thank you so much for following us through um, watching and podcasting all season long. Now we do have, I think we're going to be doing Drag Race Down Under, Funny which enough, is starting promos, very soon. Promos popped up here as if to remind us, and I think that's actually going to be next weekend. Well... I don't think there's a real gap. There's no rest, is there? No, because we're very, very wicked. Anyway, so make sure you join us for Drag Race Down Under. You'll love us. You'll love it. Uh, This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye.